0: Well, good morning. morning. It's good to see you all here. So, uh, I'm going to be wrapping up our series called The Dance. And uh, we've actually extended it a week. Uh, And uh, that's just because there's just more material than what we could uh, get through in all of this. And of course, just the whole idea of it is uh, relationships are like a dance, right? There's this dynamic of relating uh, that constantly goes on uh, between you and someone else. And we've looked at everything from family to friends. Last week, we looked at romantic relationships. And I really want to pick up and kind of do part two on romantic relationships, because last week we we looked at this whole idea how like there's just moments where, um, you can just miss each other. Um, and, And how do you come back together? But what I wanted to come back to, because it's just important to me, because I think there's a couple of ways that we end up missing each other, uh, because we get caught in a particular kind of dance, in particular with romantic relationships. And I just wanted to be able to spend the the right amount of time to kind of talk about these two different dances and their dynamics and what we can do to maybe change that uh, dance because we've built this whole series off the idea that if you change your dynamic, you just might change the whole dance, right? And so these two dances, so I'm going to just dive right in here and we're just going to talk about two things this morning, these two dances. So here's the first one. Um, the first one, I'm just going to call it It's Not Me, It's You, right? It's a beautiful little ditty, right? It's a wonderful little dance uh, that uh, we get caught in all of the time. It's not me, it's uh, you, uh, and you know it's it's just honest, but also you know a little revealing and embarrassing. I, like Angie and I got caught in this dance here just like a couple nights ago. Um, I had gotten home and it was later, and I'd been in meetings, and it's just kind of a long day, and our small group. Uh, Has been trying to plan when we were going to get together, kind of for our uh, like Christmas get together. And we've been in this small group for a long time, love everyone in it. And we had worked on a few dates and those didn't work. And we were trying to settle these dates. And so I come in and I sit down. And uh, Angie immediately asks me about, like, okay, that I gave you another date to maybe think about. Like, can you do that date? And I'm thinking, like, I already told you that, like, I could do whatever that date is. I told you I could do that date. And she's like, okay. Um, no, you didn't because it, that one couldn't happen. And so now there's this other one and I need to ask you about this and because we're trying to get this all together. And I'm like, no, I think you did ask me about this. And I did answer and like, and we started this little thing about like, like, no, it's not me, it's you. See, you just don't remember that you'd already asked me about this and I told you about this because I know I'm right about this, right? And of course, you know, she's like, oh, you are right. No, she's like, um... No, see, you've been putting this off, and da, 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 and we just and we got into this little dynamic, this little dance of uh, no, it's not me, it's you, and it's like there's this problem, this issue that we're trying uh, to to walk through, and we get pulled into this. In, anyone, like, does this sound familiar to anyone in here? Whether you're you know dating right, or have been married a long time, or you're a newlywed, um, and you can get into this dance on any kind of issue, can't you? Right, like. Uh, uh, you know it can be with the schedule and you can just think you know what it, if if you would just get you know your time management hold together, if you would just pay attention to your schedule, that would solve this problem and things would be so much better. Um, you can do this with finances, right? Like, you know what? If you just had a little better financial you know, management or just made better decisions about it, like it would solve the problem and it'd be so much better. Or, you know, there's the flip side of that and it's just like, you know, if you'd learn how to just live a little bit, life's not about money, it's about living, you know? And it's just, that would solve our problem on this thing. You can do this about raising kids right ever have a moment where you got into this dance and it's just like no this is how we should handle this situation the kids No, this is how we should and you get into this thing Um, it can be about how clean the apartment should or shouldn't be it like it's endless and then it gets into this thing where it's about who's right and who's uh, wrong and if you're like Angie and I uh, we can take it to the next level right you don't have to just stay with that dance. Um so like uh I, can, I, I have this wonderful dance ability that I can go from, you know, it's not me, it's you. And that means that you're probably the problem. And if you're the problem, I'm a problem fixer. So let me help you understand how you can fix this. And then I can, you know, be real corrective and give her great instructions and stuff, which, you know, can you picture how romantic that is? Yeah, right. Um... Or Angie, like if Angie was standing here right now, uh, she would probably say, and I I can get into that. And and she'd say, I can go into the double down, right? Just keep at this thing or just step back and retreat a little bit, right? And just like, just let you in this, but I'm like, I'll disengage uh, in this whole thing. And we do this, and we find that we get pulled into these things, and it can be kind of a spiral. But at the end of the day, right, what this dance does is it just moves us apart, right? How many of you can remember a moment where, uh, whether, again whether it's just any romantic relationship, and this applies to more than just romantic relationships, but think of a romantic relationship where suddenly there was an issue and you got pulled into this, it's not me, you kind of dance. And then on the other side of it, you just felt like that made us so close. Probably not, right? It's just like, ugh, right? But here's part of why it pushes us apart. It, it just invites us to start seeing the other person as the problem and a problem that needs to be fixed or a problem that needs to be managed. And you know, if you, have, if you are in a long, long-term Uh, romantic relationship. Like some of you, you've been married for decades and decades and decades. Like you have figured something out. And I really mean this. Um, There's a point to all of this that you already know that you have experienced and learned. Um, And it's not to say that uh, the longevity of your relationship is because you have learned how to solve all the issues that you disagree with, right? You're going, like some of you are just like, (laughs) no, right what you have learned is how to partner together through those issues, even if you never solve them, right? Because there's this thing that can happen with this dance where we begin to see the other person as the problem. And I know for some of you, um, you're like, man, there's an issue that has landed in our relationship and it is the only thing that we talk about and it creates the tension. and And as I've brought this up, you can just feel the tension and it's just like, where do we go from here? I want to start with this. I'm going to start with this. We're going to be looking at a passage in Matthew seven for this one, but I want to start with this because there is a question that I think becomes really important uh, for us to ask. And I'm going to, I'm going to word this question in the first uh, person in this. And here's the question I want you to ask. It's this, do I want to dance with a partner or a problem? right? When you think about this whole relational concept of the dance, it's ask yourself, right? When you feel yourself being pulled into this kind of conversation, you feel the tension and you're arguing over the schedule and who's right or who's wrong about, you know, you know, what day on the calendar we said we were going to do what, or, you know, how we're going to clean the house or whatever it is. Ask yourself this question. Do I want to dance with a problem or my partner? And if you want to dance with your partner, um, I, want to, I want to suggest a way to maybe navigate away from that kind of dance into something else. And I want to look at something that Jesus teaches in uh, Matthew chapter seven. And the reason I want to go there, and if you if you want to turn there now, you can, is because when we get caught in this dance, it's not me, it's you. At the core, the kind of the core operating mode of that dance is you're making judgments. It, you're, you're making judgments about that other person, and it becomes this series of judgments that's, that's going on because there's a problem. We always have a judgment about a problem in there. And so I want us to look at what Jesus says here. And what, and what Jesus is teaching in this passage reaches so much further than just the scope of what I want to talk about this morning. But I want to keep it to the scope of this morning. I want to keep it on this relational piece of how to get out of this dance where we're kind of blaming the other and we're trying to prove who's right and who's wrong on this thing. So Matthew chapter 7. Starting with verse 1, look at what he says. He says, do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Now, pause there for a second. Let me just say, what Jesus is not saying in this moment is that you know, God is up in heaven, and he's watching how you judge other people, and he's just waiting to judge you back in the same exact way. That's not the point here. What Jesus is talking about here is uh, very clearly a relational context. And uh, think about what he's teaching, because this is uh, incredibly insightful. Um, When we see someone else as a problem, right, we start to judge them. That just, you're a problem, and I've got judgments as to why you're a problem. What happens when some, like, think of a romantic relationship. They know when we're judging, it gets hard to hide. What do we invite back when we judge someone? More judgment, right? Like, it's exactly what Jesus is saying here. And and when we feel judged by them because we judge them, what are we going to do? We're going to judge them back, and then they're going to judge. It just, right, it turns into that loop in all of this. And so he goes on here and he says some things that that, that we'll, we'll break down for a moment here. But look at verse three, he says this. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Um, and so he, like he points out a couple of things here um, that actually invite us to relate different, to build a, a different kind of dance with our partner, with our friend, with our date, with our spouse, right? We're, we're talking about some of the most important people in our lives uh, in this. So a couple of things, or, or one thing, and then I, I want to unfold it a little bit. Um, uh, first of all, think about what Jesus is saying when he's saying um, there's a plank in your eye, right? And, and he's exaggerating this. He's, he's using this figurative language to point at this thing of like, so it, it's like, you don't even see the plank in your own eye. Like there's a little bit of self-awareness that's an issue in this moment. That's what he's pointing out in this, right? And, and that lack of awareness is going to have a negative impact relationally in this. So here's, Here's the f- first point, and, and I'm going and again, I'm going to put this in the form of a question, um, and this is the question to ask. What's my dynamic? What's my dynamic? What, what's in my eye right now? And, and as you begin to look at that, like, there's a part of it that suddenly it's like, okay, uh, maybe I'm playing a role in this. Maybe when I'm in this discussion with Angie and she's so wrong about understanding how, you know, uh, who has said what about their availability on the calendar and she's just, she's not remembering this correctly and we're in this discussion and I'm like, why is this going to a negative place? Maybe Glenn needs to go, maybe I'm a part of where this is going. Maybe there's a dynamic that I hold in this and if I'm sitting there unaware it just like part of me wants to just go like 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 angie's got the problem with this i'll i'll clear it up for her in this moment right and she'll be so grateful that i've done that right so it starts with this thing of like what's my dynamic and and let me suggest this if you find yourself in a moment and there is that person that you love and you feel the tension coming and maybe it's like man i feel like he or she's saying, I'm in the wrong. Well, I, like, and I just instantly can think of like five reasons why they're wrong in this. And all of a sudden you're just like, oh, wait a minute. I, I'm in that dance. And you ask yourself the question, do I want to dance with a problem or my partner? But the emotion of it, right? That's the, we, we feel that. Here's, here, let me suggest this. In that moment, if you have to, close your eyes. Like if you need to say, you know, I love you, but I don't want to look at you right now because you're reminding me, or you're pulling me in the wrong direction, you know? Like, um, close your eyes, pause for a second, and pray, right? And literally ask, just say, Jesus, you live in me. Help me see what I need to see in this moment. What, what's, the, what's the speck or maybe the plank that I'm missing in this moment. Help me to see this. And, and, I, and I really mean this. To take a moment in your relationship with Christ and say, help me relate better. Help me understand what I don't see in this moment. Um, do that. And now, here's, here's how I want to invite you to play this out. And this is going to feel, this is going to take a little bit of courage, but, I, but be courageous in this. Um, I want you to share some of what you learned about yourself with that person that you love, with your husband, your wife, right? Your fiance, the person that you're dating. Because it takes a little bit of a a vulnerability in that moment, but being able to share that in that moment That is a a change of dynamic. Do you see how that is so different than the normal dance step of, uh, it's not me, it's you? Right? Um, It's interesting. So Angie and I had that conversation a couple of nights ago. Didn't go really well. Okay? Yesterday, we actually circled back around to that conversation. And part of it, it was like, I was like, I'm working on this message and like, you know, I, I'm kind of preaching to myself here as I'm walking on this thing. And I went and Angie and I actually had a discussion um, about that. And it was interesting as we talked about it, we both, like we, there were things that we both knew and there was something about sharing that with the other that was powerful. Um, there was a moment where I, I told her, I said, you know, if I could go back, you, you know what I know about me? I walked into the house frustrated. It was just a long day and it was lots of meetings and I'm not a meeting kind of person. And I just walked in there and I just didn't want to deal with anything, especially anything that meant that I'd have to open up my computer in that moment. And I was frustrated. And I told her, I said, I kind of see that now. If I could do it over, I wouldn't put my frustration on you. You were just trying to ask a question to clarify something and I, like... I didn't want to do that. And if uh, Angie were here right now, I think what she would share is you know, she was like, you know, you walked in the door and I was feeling all this pressure because the date had changed and everybody could meet on this date and we couldn't meet on that date. And so they were trying to find this. And I felt the pressure to try and find that time, find that date and you walked in the door and and I'm feeling all that. And I started putting that pressure on you and and i and she's always she's like i i saw that you were frustrated and if i could do it over again i think i would have backed off and not put that pressure on you in that moment and and just she's like i could have done that with more care and friends there's nothing magical about all of that right there's not any you know major Points or systems that you have to memorize in all of that. It's just, God, help me be aware. What's the dynamic that I'm missing with me, what I need to know? And as I understand that a little bit better, I'm in a relationship with what is probably one of the most important people in my life. And if I can just take a little step albeit a little courageous, of some vulnerability and let them know where I'm at, I'm trusting that that dynamic will change in a way. And, and you know, I'm gonna add this. I, I added this in the last service, not in my notes. If that person in your life shows you a moment of vulnerability, treat that like gold. When that person, right, who, Angie, she's my favorite person in the world. You wouldn't always know it, right? Because I can, I can fight and argue with her and isn't this the way romantic relationships work sometimes? That's the person we can get in the, in the deepest, most frustrating arguments with. But the truth is, she's my favorite person. I love her more than anyone in this world. And if she's willing to be vulnerable with me, treating, like, treating that moment like gold that, right? We didn't solve the calendar problem totally, right? But you know what? We didn't need to. We didn't need to, because one of us changed the dynamic, and the other changed the dynamic. And before we knew it, we were changing the whole dance. Try it. Try it. So one more dance. One more dance, And, and right? Just two things this morning, right? You think I could do this in 15 minutes? No. Um, uh, one more dance, and I'm going to just call this dance this. This is dancing with my enemy, right? Just that's, uh, that's what I'm going to call this one, right? And this is, this is the dance that we get pulled into when, when something happens and we feel a little hurt, or we feel like we've got to armor up, or we've got to be on guard, right? There's, it's, it's a little bit like uh, it's, it's, your partner feels a little bit more like an opponent, right there's some i've got to overcome whatever they're doing in this moment i like that's why you feel on guard maybe you've had a moment like where you're just like my i feel like my spouse is trying to control me or belittle me in this moment and it just man that it that It just, it it leaves you spinning uh, in a moment or there's a boyfriend or girlfriend and you're just like, they can be so defensive um, or blindside me with like a cutting remark. And and now I'm like always kind of on eggshells as to like, is something going to happen? And that cutting remark is going to come back or maybe on the milder side. It's just like, you know, I feel like if I don't stand up for myself, I'm going to get run over in this moment. And so I just want to pull back here. And when we get into that kind of like dancing with my enemy, we find that we start doing these subtle things that are all about protecting ourselves or like a counter attack. And what we're actually learning in those moments, we're learning how to not care. We're learning how to get thick skinned and and not be impacted by what they feel, what they're going through because that's how we protect ourselves. But the end result of that, friends, is that it creates a dynamic that fosters a sense of contempt in your relationship. And when I say contempt, contempt is when we start lowering and lowering how we see the other person even as a human being, right? It's, it's just, uh, contempt has us in the place where it's just like, I don't even need to consider what you're saying. Like, it's just, it just uh, um, I don't need to worry about what you're feeling in this. Like, it's just, right? That's contempt. But here's the thing, contempt is what we reserve for how to deal with our enemies emotionally. And that's why contempt in a romantic relationship is, is a killer. In fact, um, uh, there's a couple of authors, husband and wife, the Gottmans, that have done decades of some of the best research on marriage that has ever been done. They've written a couple of books, and I can't think of the books off the top of my head, but if ever you wanted a book on marriage uh the Gottman's uh, would be uh one of the number one books uh, that you could uh, go with um but one of the things that they have found and they've done all of this uh research technical research and it's not that they have uh you know can work magic uh it's it's that they have this deep understanding of the dynamics going on in 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 what i'll argue is the most romantic of all relationships is, is between you know is a, is a marriage relationship between a husband and a wife and there's this dynamic that they can see usually within 10 or 15 minutes and with about 88% accuracy can predict whether or not that couple will still be married in four or five years and one of the number one things they speak of that what they see that they know a marriage will not last is if there's any kind of contempt because it it just it's a it, it kills a relationship in this um and the thing is with that it's that's where we start when we get into that dancing, like my partner is my opponent or my enemy, that's where we start without realizing it, pulling in a sense of contempt within it, within our relationship. So here's the question that I want you to ask, right? If you feel that coming, if you feel that I'm always armoring up and yet you know, we're always going to be pulled into that. It's, it's when it starts becoming the norm, when it starts becoming a way here, here's the question I want you to ask right do i want to dance with my enemy or my partner right when you see that coming don't ignore it and just ask yourself do i want to dance with my enemy or my partner so how do you get out of that because we all get pulled into it let me give you another story of angie knight where we we were getting pulled into this uh, dynamic um Several weeks ago I shared with you that this past summer was a little chaotic for us because there was a water leak that we had and a short little repair turned into us not being able to live in our home for four months. And so we moved back in, right? but the chaos continued because the movers didn't have all of our stuff. They moved in some stuff that wasn't our stuff. And so we're going through all these boxes trying to figure out, is this our stuff, not our stuff, what stuff of ours isn't here. And you can imagine the chaos and just the frustration and trying to navigate all of that. And there was, um, there might've been a time where, where I was bringing in some extra boxes, boxes that the movers weren't bringing in that, that just, there was just some stuff I wanted to go through. And I had these extra boxes and I was pulling them in there. And, uh, Angie was just like, why, why Why are you bringing more boxes? Like we're living, we're walking through little tunnels of boxes in our house right now. And it was a, it was a bit of an aggravation. And I kind of pushed back on that. And just it became a point of, of contention. And then there was one afternoon. We're standing in the kitchen. And Angie, we had talked about those boxes for a while. And she brought them up again. And I was a little frustrated. But I was, I was even extra frustrated because there were some boxes in, in the dining room just off to the other side over here. Piled up on top of our dining room table, and those were her boxes. Notice, I've already assigned there, you know, my boxes, but there are her boxes, too, right? And this was stuff that could have been put away or put up on the walls, but she was, like, wanting to sort things. She's like, you know, this is a great time to get rid of stuff that we don't need, and so instead of putting it all back up and then taking stuff down, like, I'm going to kind of go through all of this, and I'm thinking, well, you know, I've got my boxes. She, she's got her boxes, and she's asking about these. And I was, and by this time, like, and, and I was just... It was, you know, like, it's just like, why are you attacking me over my boxes, you know? And I just, out of the corner of my eye, I could see those boxes on the table, and I wanted to go there, right? And, but I held off for a little bit, right? But there was this dynamic in this. And it's like, she's going to come after me for my boxes. And like, how am I going to defend myself? Maybe I could go, like, I could blame her for her boxes. I could do that. Or I could talk about, you know, like how my boxes, like there's really important stuff in my box. Like, just this is where my brain is going. And this is that kind of dancing with my enemy. How am I going to out-strategize you in this moment? And we get pulled into these moments, right? Now, I want to go back to something that jesus teaches in fact it's in the same this is known as the sermon on the mount um, i want to look at something he says earlier it's in chapter five because there's something he says here and again jesus is pointing to something uh broader than just how we're applying it this morning but there is something he teaches here that is really valuable for us to understand that will help us when we get pulled into this dancing with my enemy kind of dance uh here um so uh, look at Matthew chapter five. Uh, here's, here's what he says, starting in verse 26, uh, verse 21. He says, uh, "You have heard that it was said to people long ago, "You shall not murder." So, you know, at a very low level, there's that right there. Just don't kill your spouse in that moment, right? But he goes on. There's deeper stuff that he's got here. He says, "Um, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. Verse 22. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, raka, raka, uh, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell. And you're just like, whoa, Jesus is getting really intense with this. But here, here's what I, I, I just, there's so much here, but I, I just, I want us to look at this one thing here. It's interesting, right? And again, he's talking about relationship here. And he talks about anyone who says to a brother or sister, or we could say a spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiancé, right? Raka. And here's what I want you to know about this little word, raka. It's actually not a Greek word, which most of the New Testament's written in. It's actually an Aramaic word. Um, And it was an Aramaic word that was used. It is is what you called that person that you held in contempt. It is a contemptuous word. To say raka, that's a word you reserved in response for the person you held in contempt. And what Jesus is saying here is, okay, you know that person, not your enemy, your brother, your sister, right? Your spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, the the person that that you love, that, that you have dreams about the relationship you're gonna build. And you and there's you have contempt. Right? There's that thing where you're just like, oh, right? That's that's the place here. And he goes on and and he says this. Look at verse twenty-three. He says, right? There's he says, therefore. If you are offering your gift at the altar and this, and he's gonna go through this kind of answer, where to take this. If you're offering uh, your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Because here's the thing, when we think of someone um, that, that we kind of hold in contempt over something, all, we can wait on that. We could, like, we, I don't, like, we don't need to pay them any mind. We, right, contempt is what we reserve for our enemies. I don't have to consider you with care or concern or understanding the way I would most human beings. It's a defense mechanism. And what he's saying is, I want you to do the opposite. See, he's contrasting raka with reconciled. And I love how he builds this out. He's like, you may think there's something more important, right, for crying out loud, it's your gift for God, right? You're on the, you've got your gift for God and you're going to the altar. What could be more important than that? And what I love about this, what Jesus is saying is, you know what, God looks at it and goes, you know what, you can give me that gift later. But if you're at a place of contempt with that, person that special person you know like you've got to find a way to move toward them and let me say this I just I feel like I need to say this if right now you're like Glenn I'm hurting a little bit or I like I I don't know what to do because as you talk about this particular dance and you talk about like this is maybe one of the most dangerous dances we get into and you're like, I see my own relationship in this. I notice I armor up way too often with, with that person in my life, right? My husband, my wife, I like, I'm thinking about that counterattack. I like there's, and, and I do, there are things where I just, I don't even want to consider them or I feel that from them. And you and you're at this point right now where you're just like, it's hard for me to even hear anything else you're saying right now. First, I want to just say, I'm sorry, I, I mean that. But I also wanna say, um, there's hope. That's the beauty of of what Jesus is saying here is that there's always a moment to change your dynamic. Even when, when raka is what's on your tongue, you get to change a dynamic and move towards reconciliation. Because sometimes, not always, right, there's no guarantees here, but sometimes you change your dynamic and it can change the whole dance. There, there's, there's a way to step forward and change the dance. And sometimes we just don't know how. Sometimes we just don't identify it. And what I think Jesus points out in this moment here is like the, the, just take, change the dance and take a dance step towards reconciliation in this moment. So can I just, I wanna offer a few things about how to change that dance uh, step here away from right away from um, the dance of I'm dancing with my enemy right um and it's this here here, here's the first thing um go back to that question I asked who do you want to dance with who do you want to dance with and the reason I say this I think this is important because you realize your relationship didn't start in this place. No one starts a, a, a romantic relationship. No one says, you know, you know that, you know, there's that person, I've, I just struggle with contempt over them. I wonder if they would go on a date with me, right? She says, you don't start in that place. We start at a place, right? We enter a romantic relationship because there's something about them. We just say, I'm kind of attracted to them. I'm kind of smitten with them. I want to get to know them better. We're drawn to them. And I promise you, there's something there. There was something you saw. Maybe as you, right, maybe there, it started with physical attraction, and then it went to some. There's something I like about who they are. I like their outlook on life. They're, you know, they're kind of different than me, and I, and I love how they're different. It frustrates me a little bit, but, but, but it also excites me a little bit, and, and I see it's good for me. I promise you. If you're in a romantic relationship, and, and again, whether you've been dating for a while or whether you know, you're married, um, th- there, was something, there was something of a bedrock that, that attracted to you uh, to them in the first place. And to ask this question, I think, helps you get back to that place. Because the person you want to dance with is the person that you were drawn back to way back then. Go back to that. And if you're saying, I want to dance with that person, get, get back to that. See, you know, it's interesting. Stand, both of us are standing there in the, in the kitchen, right? And she's pointing at my boxes because she's fed up with those boxes. And we've had discussions about this. And I've been defensive over, you know, my boxes and this whole thing. And in this moment, Right? Is it? I could just see it. I could just see uh, like I'm armoring up, and I can see that she's going to do it, and I and I know my next tactic. And it's right. It's just like she's walked into this. Right? My boxes. Look at all those boxes over there. And I remember this moment where I could, I knew I was looking at her as my opponent. And I remember just thinking in my own heart and mind. I don't want to look at her as my opponent. I didn't know what else to do in that moment, but just I took a step back, not a step back to retreat or to be defensive. I took a step back and just paused because I knew there was just something more that I needed to see. And sometimes, great, because I want to see her as more than just my opponent in this moment. I don't, I could just, we've been married so long and it's just like, I know where we can take this, this discussion. And it, you know, we can make this into the thing that just be miserable for both of us in this and still not solve it. And I took a step back in that moment. And I loved what she did next, okay? Um, because this here's kind of the second thing in this that I'll say when you take a step back when you think about who you really want to dance with I want to encourage you to tell them something about it I want you to tell them what you want them to know that will actually help bring you closer together Here's what Angie did. I'm sitting there. I am so frustrated. I want to, I, like, you know, I can still see those boxes out of the corner of my eye, and I'm standing there, you know, just like a deer in the headlights. And Angie goes, you're probably thinking about all those boxes in there that are mine and want to bring those up, don't you? I was like, on the inside, I was like, yes, I do, right? But I was like, I probably shouldn't go there because this is kind of a vulnerable moment. And, you know, but that moment of vulnerability, she's just like, I know, I've got my boxes, right? And all of a sudden, it like, I got past my moment of like, yeah, you recognize that I see that, but now now, now I'm seeing you a little different in this moment, right? And she went on to then tell me, she said, I, I know. And I, the, you're, the, what, you, I don't, it frustrates me so much that with all the chaos, you just brought more boxes and it's chaos. And I know you probably wish I did something different with those because it brought more chaos in, in this. She goes, but the thing is, I thought I was going to get all of that done and figured out and out of the way and all this other stuff. And I couldn't. She got pulled into uh, her work and office late on a bunch of stuff. And she said, I've been feeling guilty about that. And I just know in this moment that we'll get into this conversation and that you have all the right in the world to point that out and all of this stuff, because what I've said, but I know that will make me feel so guilty and I just don't want to feel guilty. And when the love of my life said, I just don't want to feel guilty, she invited something in me that was such a different dance. Because in that moment, I thought of her as the love of my life. And I said to her, and this came natural. See, that first step, so I, had to, I was fighting it to not get into that dance. But when she responded in that way, my response was, I don't want you to feel guilty either. Like, like we, we can put the boxes aside right now. And all of a sudden, everything started to change. You know what didn't change? Here's the last lesson in this whole thing, and I promise, and I'll quit crying and just, okay? Here's, I wasn't planning on it. We didn't fix the box thing. She was still frustrated me about those boxes, and I, it took me a while to get through all my I don't know how long it took, and same with her, right? Just, just we, we couldn't figure out a good solution for those things because we, we each wanted it our way, and we each had something that was important to us that wasn't important to the other person, but it just didn't matter. I can't even remember when, we, when the boxes went away because somehow we found a way to dance with our partner in this. And the issue that wanted to make us enemies couldn't, and it just faded away. And sometimes, when you find that beautiful way to dance with your partner, you'll solve some of your issues and other issues you won't solve. But what you will do is you you will find a way to come together and be connected. And that, that's the thing we long for, friends, isn't it? So let me just end the whole series with this. Change your dynamic. And you might just change the whole dance in your family or with your friends or in your marriage or the person you're engaged to or the person you're dating change the dance. So before we close, let me just say this, right? If you're here this morning and you're brand new, you're visiting, or maybe you've been here for a little while, we've never had a chance to meet, I'd love to meet I'm going to be right over here uh, by uh, that uh, high top table over there. I'd love to just shake your hand, welcome you this morning. If you want someone to pray for you, we've got some wonderful people in our prayer uh, place that would love to pray for you. And just know we have like 18 more families that we want to sponsor through Gifts of Love. So if you want to do that or you've got questions about that, just right over here, uh, make your way over there and uh, they can answer your questions and take care of that. Why don't you stand? And I'm going to close us out uh, this morning. Let, let me pray. Father, um, as we end this series about the dance and relationships, I ju- we just pray that you would just fill our hearts, that you would guide, that your spirit would just be in and with all of our relationships. Help us to relate in some of the beautiful, wonderful ways that you've actually created us to do and may you be central in all of our relationships and father we pray this in your son's name amen have a great morning we'll see you next week